When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Man, it feels great to be a duck. Give it to me, baby. My house. I'm taking it there. Third competitor. They'll want to put the O on. Three. Got it. We're going to compete to a standard every day. The Oregon standard. Rebound. That's it. been in. Point more to go. The opportunity to play and put Oregon on your chest should mean a great deal to you. Unloads on one into left field. Back toward the wall. Gone. This program is staged to compete and to win championships. Oregon wins. This is Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Live from the Country Financial Studio, here's Joey Mack. Thank you. Some news and notes today and a lot of Oregon football excitement because today is the first day in full pads for the Ducks. Really looking forward to it. We talked about this before. Tosh Lupoy, defensive coordinator, said, you know, there's kind of like a honeymoon period in the beginning of fall camp. Like, everyone's kind of excited. To me, it always kind of feels like the first day of school. But then, uh, you know, it gets to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, school, we got work to do. That's kind of how it feels, though, when you hit the first day of pads. It's like, okay, 
Now we're ready to rock and roll, and that's exactly what the Ducks are going to be doing this afternoon. If you're live with us in the 1 o'clock hour, first day in full pads coming up. Now, yesterday, it was an off day for Oregon football. Gave us a chance to catch up on a bunch of interviews for you, and today we're going to do the same. Transfer defensive lineman Taki Taimani and Casey Rogers chatting with the media for the first time. We'll get to know those young men. And Jerry Schumacher, the press conference that took place around football media day for the new Oregon track and field head coach. We've had so much football excitement with the start of fall camp. We haven't gotten a chance to introduce you to the new Oregon track and field head coach. We have that for you on the show today as well. Some unfortunate notes, though, to start the show. Oregon's exhibition for women's soccer against Corbin that was scheduled for Friday has been canceled due to COVID-19 protocols. The contest will not be rescheduled, so now the Ducks will open the 2022 regular season August 18th against New Mexico State at 5 p.m. at Pape Field. So some unfortunate news, but still looking forward to the start of the Oregon Athletics season with Oregon soccer against New Mexico State on August 18th, 5 p.m. Pape Field. There will be a general media availability, as we call them uh, around here, with Graham Abel and student-athlete Zoe Hasenauer and Leah Freeman next week. And then we'll, of course, have Coach Abel on the show, as we always do on Monday's edition of Duck Insider. All right, I'm going to get out of the way. Let's get to know Taki Taimani, a chance to get to know the transfer from... Arrival. And so that you really kind of embraced your leadership role among your teammates. Uh, how have you able to, been able to do that uh, coming in out of the transfer period? Uh, for, for me, it was just kind of understanding the culture here. That was the biggest thing for me, was just understanding how they run things and like kind of buying into that and then kind of leading. They said you can't really lead unless you kind of give her. So I kind of just like did things quietly without, you know, telling people and then people would notice that and then, you know, people would come to me for advice and I just started being more vocal and, you know, kind of just helping to bring me into that leadership role, but kind of still sitting back a little, you know, I don't want to overstep on any of these vets, you know, they did their time here, so I just got here and I just want to do what, what they brought and what they wanted to want me to do. So you transfer here in January, worked through uh, spring, it's getting started in the fall now. How uh, comfortable would you say you are with the system and your new home? Oh, I love it here. It's, it's fun here. Uh, I love the players here. I love the coaches here, and I especially love the strength staff here, man. Uh, I came in around what, like 350, got down to about 315 now, so it's really a lot of weight. I've I struggled a little bit to lose some weight, but now that I'm here, I kind of got on. I got on track. Love helped me get on track. We kind of had that face-to-face track about like my career and what I had to do to get to where I want to be. So he helped me with that, and then bringing in Brandon, our nutritionist and dietitian, she helped also set me straight with that. So it's kind of been amazing just being here. And just all the all the resources they have here kind of just helped me become a better athlete. In the spring, you talked about how much you felt like this team is like a family, and that you had like brothers, right? Uh-huh. Um, how do you feel like that connection has kind of led you into this fall camp where you're all grinding together? Um, it just I think it just means a lot more. You know, you guys know about Spencer Webb. I feel like that was a really rough first time for us, and I feel like that brings us a lot closer. And, like, we have our DNA traits that we talk about every day, and, like, we, we, every time we break down, we say our four DNA traits, and then we say four, so that it allows us to remember who we're doing it for. And, like, it's really awesome because, like, every day you wake up, man, you just never know. So I'm grateful for her. just being here out here playing football with all the boys, you know, and just kind of going through this grind. It, it sucks sometimes, but, like, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be playing the game still, man, so that's all I can really say. A couple times during wait. fall camp, a couple times during <laughs> media day and now during fall camp, Dan has brought up the fact that football is to be played a certain way. How is football supposed to be played? Uh, what are the kind of 
thing from that. With a lot of with a lot of aggression, but you got it's with a lot of controlled aggression. You got to learn how to be poised. You know, we kind of learned our lesson today. We were a little too aggressive today, and we, so we ran a little, but that's all right. But he's just it's just. How we how we practice is how he want he wants us to play the game. So he wants none of the smack talking, you know, none of the extra stuff, you know. What he wants is us to have clean practices because practice translates into how we play the game. So if we practice, like if we practice and we, you know, have a bunch of penalties, you know, a lot of smack talking, you know, that's how it's, it's going to translate to the game, and that's not something Dan's about. So we kind of respect him and what he wants, and we kind of stand behind him because you know he's a great dude. Besides the weight loss that you've had, besides the weight loss you've had a year ago, you were in Seattle. You consider yourself a, a lot different player and how optimistic now than you were then. Yeah. And how optimistic are you for the future? I feel like I've gained my football IQ has gone up a lot between Tony. Tony Toyoti, Tony Washington, Cam, Tosh, we have all these great guys that help me kind of open up my game. You know, I'm, sl- I'm slowly learning, like, backfield sets and kind of how to play blocks and, like, running wide, like, what wide outs, you know, like those formations and also running the back end, too, because I feel like that's important for, you know, the future that helps me be vocal on the field like I am off the field, and that helps me just, you know, kind of help the, help the backers control up front so they don't have to worry about everything and then... For me, it's I don't know. It's exciting, you know. It's I feel a lot. I feel a lot better. I feel a lot stronger, you know. I feel like I know a lot more. So it's like I'm just excited to like step with the pads, you know, and just get out there and play football. You mentioned getting the three cup team. Is that about where you kind of stay? Uh, that's that's where they want me. I want to be. I want to get to 300. I want to move a little better, you know. I look a little slow, you know. So I want to, you know, move a little better. So that. I, I got a lot. I got. I feel like I got a lot of speed. It's just the weight kind of holding it down a little. But, <laughs> but I feel a lot better though. So yeah, I want to get to like at least 300 by the season, you know. And I feel like right now, I feel like I lost it in good weight, so I feel a lot. I feel stronger, so and I, I'm still able to play those blocks I want to. So that's perfect. So it's perfect where it is. In terms of working with Coach Love and Coach Beckham, like, is there one or two or multiple things that they've done that have been really helpful for you? And, like you said, getting quicker, feeling lighter, feeling more explosive. Oh, just, they were just real with me. <laughs> they were like, if you want to play in the league, you got to learn how to control your weight. And I was like, that's my goal. So, like, that's the biggest thing is, like, you lose weight, you got to be real with yourself. You got to really sit down and look at what you're doing and be like, what do you got to cut out? If you want to, it's like one of those things, you want to be great. Like, what do you got to, what are the things you got to sacrifice to be great? That's that's really what they came up with me. Like, talking, I know, like, you want to go to the league, like, you got to control your weight. And, like, I took, I, I like, just bought it and I was like, man, I'm, I got some new plays, man. I want to control my weight, and I just bought into it. A ton of extra cardio and just, like, extra Saturdays, you know, when they have pancakes, I'm over there doing cardio instead. So kind of sucks, but it's all right. But at the end of the day, I know it's all out of love because I know, I know love. He wants the best for me. Hey, Benjamin. Hey, Casey and Jordan coming from Nebraska. Is there a sense of chemistry between those two? Uh, yeah, I feel like they played together. They played in TOD's defense, so they understand it. And so... We kind of let them run the. We kind of let them run the defensive drills, just because, you know, they've been with him and they know his standards, and then we kind of just follow behind him because they know what he wants. So it's been helpful though to have them here. How do you balance that as a defensive lineman, gaining speed, shedding the weight, but also keeping that power and strength? Uh, biggest thing is with Love. He he doesn't let he doesn't let us lighten up our weight. So. He'll, the one thing he did with me this offseason, too, was he pushed me. And I, I've touched weight I've never touched before. Like, I touched 455 bench press, and I've never touched that. You know, it's, So with me losing a lot of weight, he just he just told me, like, I got to kind of put the right things in my body and still make sure I'm pushing 
that same weight, you know, and, and still learning how to push it with the weight I have on my body. So talk about, talk about the, uh, the road period and the web passing. Like, uh, how, how do you think that affected team chemistry? Do you guys think you got you know, any closer during that time period? Oh, yeah, for sure, you know. I feel like it was, it was weird for me, especially just coming in. I, funny story, the first thing I, <laughs> the first time I met Spence, the first thing he said was, Yo, you're the kid from the dub. <laughs> He's like, I can't dab you up until after you wear your organ gear. So, and then it goes on, you know, we go through spring, and then spring finish, we finish our spring game, he comes up to me and really dabs me. He was like, now nah, you're a duck. And I was like, I was just like, I knew he was joking, but like, it was funny to see that, you know? And I just think that Spence was like a light to the team. You know, he was always outgoing. You know, he was hilarious. He always had, you know, he always brought good energy. So, like, I feel like with his passing, that just, it just really made us closer as a team, you know? It just, and let us like just set aside like any like it, it made us open up to each other really. That's what it was like. Like dudes just started opening up to each other, you know, sharing how they felt because it was like it's one of those things like you just lost your brother. You know, we we had a, the day that morning we had a talk about gratitude. And I was fortunate to be in this group and he just talked about how he just missed us. You know, he was just like like you guys, my brother. So like just that right there, you know, just made me appreciate this team more. And just like that's something I always think of me was like he really loved the boys here, man. This is like they were brothers to him. No matter what, he loved you the same way. So it was just, I think it just brought us all together and just made us realize, like, this, this, this football thing means more now to us. And it's like, when stuff gets hard, it's like, we got to do stuff with Spence, too. It's just like, that's just the standard. is like, he's not here with us anymore, man. So it's like, we got to be grateful and just bust our asses. And it's far from our friends. But bust our asses just to make sure that we... You know, set things straight for him because I know he would love to be out here with us. Was there anyone really just talked about, like, you know, stepping up to play and like opening up? Was there any like one of your teammates like stepped up first and just kind of got everyone together and said, like, this is what we have to do? Uh, yeah. There was a lot of guys. There was, was, was BA, there was Popo, uh, there was Evo, there was Keon. But there was a lot of guys that just kind of stepped up and was like, we had that meeting the next day, man. It was just like they kind of just got up, you know. You could just, you could just, you could just feel the pain in everyone's heart, you know. Like, there was just things that, you know, they didn't get to say to him. So, you know, it's kind of tough, but I feel like those guys just opening up, it kind of got them out of their comfort zone because they're vets, so they're kind of like, you know, we're vets. We're gonna, we're gonna kind of help lead. You know, it was like it's hard for them to kind of, you know, do both. But then now that we experienced that, they kind of all just kind of took that role and like. There's no more being quiet, you know, it's like, I got to do this for the team, and they kind of just bought in and just kind of helped everyone realize that, like, all the younger guys can talk to them, you know, like, it doesn't matter what it's about, it can be about girlfriends, it can be about family, you know, like, the smallest things, you know, like, depression, like, but, like, that's, that's the level we're on now, like, we're, like, I feel like the younger guys are willing to open up to us, and we're willing to open up for them just to, you know, kind of connect, and that's, that's really what builds team chemistry. There's been a lot of moving parts in this defensive line with DJ finding a home on defense, Brandon moving around a little. Do you feel like you've been able to find a real role on the defense that you've been in a couple Yeah, I think... My, like I said last time I was in here, eat up blocks. That's my thing. Eat up blocks and just kind of make some havoc, make havoc in the backfield. And I hope, hopefully I accomplish that this season, you know, but... Mainly, my main goal this season is just have my boys eat. Like, have the guys behind me eat no matter if it's Flo, <laughs> Hefe, if it's Noah, if it's any, like anyone behind me. I just want them to eat. I just want my boys to eat that. Like, they're dead. Like, I feel my role is just to eat up blocks and have my dudes shine, and that's all I want to do. So. That's something that who has been shining? Uh, who has impressed you on the defense so far? 
with defense. I think well, Bradley's already been shining, but I feel like he stepped it up to a whole nother game. I feel like he stepped it up to a whole nother level. That's really helped our defense. And he's kind of taking control of our D-line into it and, like, making sure we get extra work and, like, just making sure we're on top of our things. And I also think Noah and Flo have stepped up a lot and just kind of controlling defense. And I feel like Hefe has become a lot vocal, so Jeffrey, he has a lot of things. But he's become a lot vocal and just, like, kind of making sure we know what we're doing. And then also, who else? Uh, uh, Popo. Popo's, Popo's opened up a lot. So I think Popo's is the old, the old, the old man of the group. I feel like he's kind of stepped up and kind of taking the role of like making sure we're all good too and just kind of like understanding the meaning of how to play. Yeah, and knowing that the season's only a few weeks out, have you noticed a sense of you know, excitement with that group? Oh, yeah. This, it's slowly picking up. Right? It's like in practicing, you know, we're a lot, feel like we're a lot, just we're a lot more aggressive because we just know that season's right there. So it's like we're, we're trying to just train our bodies and just train our bodies so that when it comes game time, we were able to play at that same speed. And I feel like that helps us get better. That helps uh, the offense get better. So, oh. Is there any coaches that kind of match up that level of intensity you guys bring? Tosh, <laughs> for sure, Tosh. Tosh and Love. Love, that dude just got some, he just got some amazing energy. That's like, that's just someone you want to be around every day, you know. When you come and live and you're just sleepy, you know, oh, he'll wake you up, he'll wake you up with just his energy. And then Tosh is just high pace, a lot of energy, you know, loves the game of football, so you know him. He, him and Zomsky, so you'll hear him say Zomsky's a lot, but he's loud. You guys probably interviewed him, so you guys know he's loud. So, like, that's just one of those coaches that you love to have. You know, with him and Love are just a great combo. Really great stuff from Taki Taimani. Transfer in from the University of Washington. Ducks are sure glad to have him here at the University of Oregon. Pretty cool to hear him talk a little bit about what he sees from his teammates. You know, and I, what, what really stuck out to me, probably the, the quote of that interview, is that he just wants everybody to, to eat. He wants everybody to play well, right? Uh, that, that's what he was talking about, and I, I thought that was great. Meanwhile, some other news around the University of Oregon today. University of Oregon President Michael Schill has been named the next president at Northwestern University. That means that the University of Oregon searching for its next president. The Board of Trustees will meet coming up at the, let's see, September 15th, 16th regular board meeting. They'll discuss the launch and the process for an international search for the university's permanent president, and the board will move quickly to appoint an interim president in the meantime. Congratulations to Michael Schill, the University of Oregon president, for the last seven years heading to Northwestern. When we come back, uh, we're going to switch gears. We'll get to a little bit more football, but I want to dive into track and field with the new head coach, Jerry Schumacher, on the Oregon Sports network from Learfield. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Now's the time to visit your local Toyota dealer and find yourself in a stylish and fuel-saving RAV4, Corolla, or Camry. Or climb behind the wheel of the rugged Tundra, Tacoma, and more. Toyota's national sales event is on. Toyota, let's go places. 
Hey, Duck fans, we're all about protecting our home turf here in Eugene. You should do the same for your home with Country Financial Insurance. Most home insurance doesn't account for inflation, but with Country Financial, yours can. If something happens to your home, make sure you can rebuild the same house in the same place. Call a local representative or 866-COUNTRY and get a solid defense for your home. Home insurance policies issued by Country Mutual Insurance Company, Country Casualty Insurance Company, or Country Preferred Insurance Company, Bloomington, Illinois. Property must meet aging condition requirements, which vary by state. Now's the time to visit your local Toyota dealer and find yourself in a stylish and fuel-saving RAV4, Corolla, or Camry. Or climb behind the wheel of the rugged Tundra, Tacoma, and more. Toyota's national sales event is on. Toyota, let's go places. Your daily dose of Oregon athletics. This is Duck Insider from Learfield. The United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and the largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. The USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal agencies with free safety equipment donations and officer survival training along with cash donations to families of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty, college scholarships for the children of law enforcement, a citizen awareness program, and more. For more information on the USDSA and how you can help, visit usdeputy.org. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack here with you in the Country Financial Studio. I thought this was funny from Tobiah. I vote the duck for president. I feel like he's always like an honorary member of the cabinet of the University of Oregon, right? Like, that's kind of how it, it has to be, you know? I like that. Either that, Tobias says, or Jerry Allen. Oh, I mean. So here's what I, here's what I say. One of the uh, job requirements for Jerry Allen, he famously said this to me once on the air, and I, I, I'm going to try to get exactly how he said it right in a very Jerry voice. He said, you know, it's a pre- prerequisite for the job that you have to be able to speak duck. And I looked at him. This is like 20-year-old Joey, right? And I looked at him, and I was like, what are you talking about? Like, do you need to make, like, bird calls or something? And he was like, no, you got to understand. You get up on stage, the duck does things at events, and then you're supposed to just, like, speak as if you you know what he's saying. And I was like, oh, okay, so... You, Mm-hmm. Got it. So maybe it could be a tag team, you know? Could be the Duck and Jerry. I don't know. But congratulations again to Michael Schill, next president at Northwestern University. And the University of Oregon Board of Trustees will be looking for the next president of the University of Oregon. Meanwhile, uh, the new track and field head coach, Jerry Schumacher, he met with the media for the first time last week. We've had so much football on the show that we hadn't had a chance to play it for you. His introductory press conference, first time that we've heard from the new man for Oregon track and field. You know, first things, uh, I'm really excited to be here uh, coaching at the University of Oregon. Uh, it's, uh, this university has been helping to shape track and field uh, 
both in America and across the globe for the last 50 years. So uh, it's not something I take lightly, and uh, uh, it, it's a privilege and a wonderful opportunity. And I thank uh, you know Rob Mullins and his entire staff and everybody I've met over the course of the last couple of days. Uh, they've just been wonderful, and um, I'm very excited to to be back in it. And uh, uh, yeah, like I said. Um, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity, and I'm ready to roll my sleeves up and get to work. We have a wonderful thing going with the Barman Track Club, and uh, you know, if you kind of look at my history, I, I started out in collegiate coaching, and uh, and uh, that was a lot of fun. We had a, we had a really good framework, and we had a good, great program there at Wisconsin, and uh, that eventually evolved into having some professional athletes and working with those professional athletes, which eventually evolved into the Barman Track Club, and. Um, when I look at the first 14 years I spent collegiate coaching and the last 14 years coaching pros, uh, this was just a kind of a, a, a great opportunity to work with both groups, and that's what we're going to be doing here. So, uh, hi Jerry, can you uh, just go over your uh, your latest uh, assistant hires? And uh, obviously, you've worked with Shalane, and but can you talk about the others? Yeah, in, in, in the decision to to keep Curtis. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, I, I had not met Curtis before, uh, you know, getting a chance to talk with him over the last couple of weeks, and uh, his record speaks for itself. I mean, just outstanding. If you look at the U of O uh, records that have been set and just, you know, I mean, what he's done since he's been here, um, it was kind of an easy decision. If if Curtis wanted to stay, that we would definitely keep him. And, and uh, through the course of our conversations, he wanted to. And and I just look at it as a wonderful opportunity for me to to learn from Curtis as well. He's he's a super guy, and um, I'm excited to work with him and everything he he has brought to Oregon and what he will continue to bring to Oregon. Um, you know, Brian Blutrick is somebody who I actually coached with Brian way back in North Carolina back in 1997, and uh, Along over the years, people have called me and asked me, like, do you know a good you know, throws coach out there? And I said, yeah, I know the best one out there. His name is Brian Blutrick, um, who I affectionately call Big Blue. And, uh, and he's, uh, you know, you look at what he's done in the sport, uh, every stop he's made between North Carolina, Oklahoma, and Arizona State, he's been flat out phenomenal, outstanding. And uh, I could go into just, uh, you know, his point production at NCAAs uh, compared to all the throws coaches, and and he's just been truly one of the best year after year after year after year. And, uh, you know, the opportunity to reach out to him and say, hey, is there any chance that you and I can work together again? Um, you know, it was too much to pass up. And, and uh, we had those conversations, and, uh, you know, I'm really grateful and thankful that, that Brian accepted, and, and yeah, we're going to be bringing him here, and, and he's going to do a great job here with the Ducks, and I, I couldn't be more excited about that. Uh, Shalane Flanagan. So uh, I've now worked with Shalane for a long time. Uh, started out as an athlete and uh, now in a coaching role, and uh, she's, you know, her resume speaks for itself with everything that she's done. And, and it, it, across the board, she's just been, um, you know, she's a doer. And, and she gets things done, and, and she's a winner. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I think uh, having the opportunity to have her in a role where she gets to really help shape young people's lives is something that she's super excited about. And uh, that's 
what impresses me the most is that that here's someone who's done everything there is to do, and yet she just wants to give more of herself so that they can experience the types of things that she got to experience. It doesn't always have to be on that grand level and at the highest levels of sport, but just to experience, I think, everything that the sport has to offer, I think she's excited about that. And, and like I said, I've got a chance to work with her in a coaching role now for the last few years, and I think she's one of the best-kept secrets out there. And I think she's going she's gonna to surprise everybody. And, and uh, actually, I shouldn't say surprise because I don't think it's a surprise. But uh, I, I do think she's going to really yeah, have a nice wow factor for everybody. Fans may look at this and say, okay, the, the men and the women clobbered every Pac-12 team this year, uh, won the championships, and then didn't do too well in the NCAA, but you, you lost three world-class distance runners, might have won the NCAA championship for the men. So it's kind of like what – was broken that you can talk about, or if that's too uncomfortable, how, what changes do you see that that you're being going to be able to make? Well, I, I don't know that anything is broken. I just think we want to continue to build off of the rich tradition that that Oregon has always had. Like I said, uh, this university, as far as track and field has gone, it's it's basically, I mean, it's helped shape the sport in and of itself for the last 50 years and. We want to continue to do that as the sport grows, evolves, and changes. Uh, Oregon should be at, at, at the forefront of that, and we just want to continue to do that. And, um, you know, what better place to do it than, than here at the University of Oregon working with the great student-athletes here? And, and it's, it's always been that way, and it's done that, and we want to continue to build off of what has already been established. Um, can you outline the plan for you continuing to work with Bowerman and, and run this program? Sure. Uh, th those are th both full-time jobs, as, as I understand it. How, sure. how's, that, how's that going to work and what um, mechanisms or systems needed to be put in place here to allow you to be able to serve those dual roles? Yeah, I, I mean, our staffing is the most important, and, and I've even found that out with the Bowerman Track Club already. Uh, we've been able to build a, a great staff over the years and find people who I think really, we work really well together. And, and the Bowerman Track Club has become a very well-oiled machine uh, and it really, I think it begins with the staff and the personnel that work with the athletes on a daily basis. And we've been able to create this, this uh, energy around our team. And I really think, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into results, but that's really the biggest factor is just that, that staff that's been established and how they, what they bring to the group and what they bring to the team. And if there's one thing I think we've always done really well is, is we put the people in the right place. I mean, I think that's in a book somewhere, you know, you can't just have the people, uh, the right people on the, on the bus, but you got to have them sitting in the right seats. And uh, I think we've done a good job of doing that. And uh, so it's a really well-oiled machine. And, and I hope, uh, you know, and again, I'm just getting my, my feet on the ground here, but I'm hoping that uh, whatever changes we make to the Oregon program now, it'll be going in a similar direction where we really get the right people in the right place and uh, working with the student athletes in the right way. And if we can do that, I think we'll have a lot of success. And uh, as far as the two programs, they really operate on different seasons. Um, they're not, there's not a lot of overlap. The, the biggest part of the collegiate season is kind of ending when the professional season's taking off. Um, you know, training is, is, you know, whether you train in the morning or the afternoon or vice versa, depending on which groups, doesn't really matter. Um, you know, you, you work around student schedules, you work around, you know, professional schedules with the various things that they have going on. So I don't think that's really so much the issue. Um, I think it's just a matter of, again, like I said, uh, for me, 
the really great opportunity and fun challenge is that combining the two pieces of what I've done over the last, you know, almost 30 years of my life, combining the two and it's a it's a really just a wonderful opportunity i'm excited about it that's jerry schumacher the new oregon track and field head coach we've got more coming up from him the first time that he talked with the porters a lot of great information for you upcoming stick with us it's duck insider presented by on point community credit union right here on the oregon sports network from learfield at shadow hills country club our all-inclusive event pricing allows us to take care of all of the details while you enjoy your event Our wedding garden, expansive grounds, ballroom and meeting rooms can accommodate any size event and come complete with full catering and service staff. From weddings to business and social events, Shadow Hills offers the benefits of a resort atmosphere and the peace of a country setting just minutes from downtown Eugene. For more details, call us today or go to shadowhillsevents.com. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, on Point proudly supports University of Oregon athletics because student athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union, onpointcu.com, federally insured by NCUA, equal housing opportunity. You're listening to Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. He sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. For many military veteran caregivers, their caregiving journey starts earlier in life and lasts longer. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. When you're high, you feel different. You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Rolling on the first day in pads for Oregon football. Fall camp continues this afternoon. If you're live with us in the 1 o'clock hour here in Eugene, in the Country Financial Studio, we'll be walking downstairs for that first padded practice this afternoon. And i got to tell you, hearing from some of the assistant coaches after practice today, uh, you're going to hear them talking about that pop. We'll have that on the show for you tomorrow. But we continue with Oregon track and field. Jerry Schumacher, his introductory press conference, meeting with the media for the first time, first chance for fans, getting to hear how he's going to handle Really, two jobs. I thought that was really interesting and kind of cool to hear him talking about the synergy between the two positions with the Bowerman Track Club and now as the head man for Oregon Track and Field. Jerry Schumacher continuing his press conference as he met with the media for the first time. Uh, we had the opportunity this year to host Pac-12s, USA's, pre-classic, NCAA's, Worlds. So it was a lot of uh, events to host here. And one thing that was disappointing, at least up until Worlds, is the attendance was um, a little disappointing for most of those events. What ideas do you have about reconnecting with Tracktown, reinvigorating the support 
uh, in the local community for the sport of track and field, particularly at the University of Oregon. Yeah, I mean, that's something that's very important, obviously. Uh, those, I have not met everybody I need to meet yet, but obviously the community involvement here uh, with the university, with as far as track and field is concerned, is hugely important, obviously. Um, I'm looking forward to just the ideas that everyone kind of shares with me on things that we can do really well that will, um, you know, one of the big things for me is, is when I talk about our student athletes, I want our student athletes to have a wonderful experience here so that when they come back here, they can bring their families back one day and they're sitting in those seats and they're talking about when they ran for the U of O and they're excited about the program, they're excited about track and field. And that's, that's just the student athlete community. I know there's an existing community already that I want to be able to reach out to and find ways to have them, you know, feel part of everything we're doing here and part of our program because that's how Hayward Field was built. And so I don't know exactly how that looks yet, but I'm excited to, to get to meet everybody and just find out what ideas are out there and how to keep everybody engaged and excited about it and, and you know, build off of what, how Hayward Field got, got built in the first place. So... Uh, I know you haven't, like you said, you haven't got to meet everybody yet, but have you had been able to have any interactions with the team maybe? I know uh, Under 20 Worlds is going on. There's some, there's some uh, current Ducks and future Ducks down there. How exciting is it to see them compete at such a high level? Yeah, I've been following the results, which has been great. Um, I think uh, uh, the most, I've only been able to do a Zoom call with the entire team. Uh, as everyone's scattered all over the place and uh, you know we have cross country coming up here really quick and then I think the rest of the student uh, body will start filing in near the end of September um, so I haven't had a chance to meet really much of the team yet other than through zoom uh, and then some emails and you know whatnot but uh, yeah it's going to take me a while there's a lot of people to, different names to learn and and uh, you know I'm getting around and I think I was telling someone earlier, my, my head is still spinning. I got a lot of, a lot of pins up there right now. <laughs> and, uh, but, but learning everybody and learning their names and, and getting to know them a little bit, obviously very important to me. So uh, we're taking our time and trying to figure that out. But when they get here, um, it'll be, it'll be on the, we'll, be, we'll be on the move right away. Have you spoken to Michael Williams about what his plans are for next year? Yeah, I believe Michael Williams is coming back to the University of Oregon. How big a roster of headcount are you hoping for? Yeah, I don't think I would, I would come up with a number right now off the top of my head. I'd want to meet with our staff and talk to our staff on what e all the different event group areas. Uh, I'd like to know what coaches feel is an adequate number to work with and what they think would be a good number, and then probably plug our numbers up and add them up together and find out, like, okay, maybe this is our number. Uh, but I, I couldn't give you a number off the top of my head on what I think is, is the right number. And I know uh, cross-country will be different than indoor, and indoor and outdoor will probably be similar, but... Um, you know, could be even different between indoor and outdoor. I don't know. So uh, it'd probably be too difficult to give you a number, to be honest with you. Has there been an initial buzz or real positive reaction from possible, from recruits, from, from potential future ducks? Have you, have you heard much of that yet? Yeah, I, my, my inbox is, is really full. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm trying to work my way through it, and I think that's the best part. The part that I'm most excited about is the the buzz and interest from uh, incoming student athletes that, yeah, that want to look at the University of Oregon. And again, um, that's probably the best part about the job. I'm, I'm excited about the, the new opportunities to work with incoming kids that are 18 years old. It's something, it, you know, I, when I left college coaching, I, I, it was a tough decision because I was in Wisconsin, which was, uh, it was my alma mater. I was born there. And, um, 
uh, you know, you have a lot of equity in relationships, friendships, people, uh, and, and even the program itself. And I talked with a colleague of mine who, I, you know, very dear to me, and, and, and I said, you know, what are the pros and cons of, of you know, just working with professionals and, and moving away from the collegiate system? And um, the advice I was given was, you know, it's a unique opportunity that most college coaches will never get a chance to do. And you'll travel in circles that you maybe, well, that none of us may ever get a chance to travel in. Um, and those circles are probably going to make you a better coach and make you better at what you're doing. And you can always come back. You can always come back to college coaching. It might not be to Wisconsin, but you can always come back to college coaching. And uh, uh, I, I didn't know at the time, you know, what that meant or what it looked like, but I understood what he was saying. And, um, uh, you know, so I, I took that leap of faith and I went and started coaching professionals, which I love. But there's always been part of me that's missed uh, the, the collegiate game. And, um, uh, you know, a big part of that is shaping, you know, finding those 18-year-olds that want to be a part of what you're doing and then getting a chance to shape their lives at 18 years old and moving forward. And, and uh, it's something I really enjoyed at Wisconsin, and I know I'm going to enjoy at the University of Oregon. So how much emphasis are you putting across country? How much are you putting on indoor, outdoor, any particular event group that you're going to be focused on as, as you kind of build the program? Oh, sure. I think all three seasons are important to us, cross country, indoor, and outdoor. Um, you know, I think Oregon has a rich history and tradition in all three. Um, I don't know if there's a greater emphasis one way or another on, on any specific, uh, uh, you know, season. Um, you know, I guess technically I've always been a big fan of both cross country and outdoor and, and indoor has been something we've done to kind of help, you know, uh, move us towards the outdoor season. Uh, but that's not to say that I don't think indoor is important cause I do. So we'll, we'll, we'll do all three, uh, seasons and we'll, we'll do them. We'll do them well. So. I feel like Worlds kind of brought up this dialect of making track and field cool again, trying to expand it, you know, to every single sports fan. So how do you hope to expand that here in Eugene and kind of refuel this new passion and new generation of athletes? Well, I'm glad to hear you say that because that's what I was hoping it would do too. I mean, I felt the energy even from the beginning of the meet to the end of the meet shift and change, which is, uh, you know, which is great because it just, I felt like we were finding our our footing again in the sport here. And uh, so can we build off of that? Yeah, I hope so. We have, you know, the greatest facility. In the, honestly, I, I've, I've been all over the world to all the, the great track and field complexes, and, and this is the greatest facility in the world. And um, I'm hoping we can build off that energy. And uh, some of that will be what we talked about earlier with the community and, and making sure that our fan base is strong and, and you know, people want to come back and watch track and field. And so I think that's going to be important. And, um, you know, again, having great meets and great competitions here is going to be important, which I know uh, University of Oregon's always wanted to do, whether it be the Olympic trials or U.S. championships or the NCAAs or Prefontaine or Pac-12s, um, along with all the other meets that, that add into it and build into it. So uh, we have the facility, and, and I think we have the fan base in the community, and, yeah, we're just going to keep building off it. And hopefully, you're right, hopefully Worlds acts as the catalyst towards all those. During your time in Madison, did you ever have any two sport athletes? And would you uh, be opposed to, to some of that? We just had football media day. I talked to some of the guys. Some of the guys got some speed. They uh, they seem sort of interested in uh, a proposition. Yeah, there's there's we're already we're already talking about that. So yeah, there's there's going to be some really exciting two sport athletes. I think uh, that will come through uh, University of Oregon in the next few years. Um, 
Uh, we did have some at, at the University of Wisconsin. Uh, most notably, probably, um, I don't know if you guys remember the name Joe Thomas, but maybe the, the greatest left tackle to ever play in the NFL. Uh, and, and I know Joe really well. And uh, Joe threw uh, shot put and a little bit of disc for us uh, at Wisconsin. And we had some sprinters that came through that were really good. Um, so, uh, yeah, as a track and field staff, we will welcome any two-sport athletes that uh, – uh, you know, want to do track and, and uh, um, you know, I'm happy to uh, assist in any of the, the, you know, dialogue that needs to happen with prospective student athletes, uh, you know, for track and field with those other sports. It's amazing to see all of the two sport athletes that have come through the University of Oregon. And, you know, hey, that's cool to hear, I think, from Coach Schumacher that there might be some more. Jerry Schumacher, introductory press conference with the new head man for Oregon track and field. I'm glad that we could get to it on the show. We've had so much football that it took us a little while after his introductory press conference to get to it. But that's why we had it for you today. First day in full pads this afternoon. Interviews post-practice for Oregon football still to come. Yesterday, you heard a little bit about uh, a player, an individual, who actually went through a torn ACL. Not just in one knee, but actually in in both knees, if you can believe that. Uh, transfer in from Texas A&M and Caleb Chapman talked about it yesterday. Well, Slocum Center. They've been the long time, long time, what, about 50 years as the official team doctor of the Ducks. Going to learn here about the ACL, why it is such an important deal and what the recovery can possibly look like. Your Slocum Center Minute, then we're back, and we're going to talk a little more football with transfer defensive lineman Casey Rogers on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Welcome to the Slocum Center Minute. Slocum Center orthopedic doctors are located here in Eugene and are the official orthopedic team physicians for your beloved Oregon Ducks. With me, I have Dr. Lucas Korchek, a sports medicine orthopedic surgeon at Slocum Center for orthopedics and sports medicine, discussing ACL injuries. Dr. Korchek, describe the ACL, what it stands for, why it's important to an athlete for their performance. The ACL is the anterior cruciate ligament. It's the most important ligament that stabilizes your knee. Uh, for anterior translation and also control during pivoting, which is very important for our athletes. We always hear ACL injuries are one of the more common in, in sports. What's that like going through that recovery process for somebody that does injure the ACL? Injuring your ACL is, uh, on one hand, a very devastating injury. You can't participate in most sports with a damaged ACL. But on the other hand, it's an injury that you can recover from and return to a full level of participation with treatment. Why is it that some athletes are able to recover quicker than others from an ACL injury? When you damage your knee, it's usually a pivoting injury, and more can be damaged than just the ACL. Uh, isolated injuries have a, higher, uh, have a quicker return to sport, whereas an injury with a meniscus tear or bone damage uh, could delay your healing. Dr. Korchek, thanks for the information. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. That was the Slocum Center Minute brought to you by Slocum Center for Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, the official orthopedic sports medicine team physicians for University of Oregon Athletics since 1967. Now's the time to visit your local Toyota dealer and find yourself in a stylish and fuel-saving RAV4, Corolla, or Camry. Or climb behind the wheel of the rugged Tundra, Tacoma, and more. Toyota's national sales event is on. Toyota, let's go places. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon Athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity.
Now's the time to visit your local Toyota dealer and find yourself in a stylish and fuel-saving RAV4, Corolla, or Camry. Or climb behind the wheel of the rugged Tundra, Tacoma, and more. Toyota's national sales event is on. Toyota, let's go places. This is Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Chris Jackamick, I served in the United States Air Force, and I deployed three times. Being a veteran, it's interwoven into your DNA. Is really the absence of the connection and the purpose that can really drive a lot of veterans to some uh, negative thoughts. For those who are in a suicidal crisis, the window of time to save somebody's life is very short. Our duty is to protect ourselves and protect our families. And one way you can do that is store your weapons safely. Store all your guns securely. Help stop suicide. Brought to you by End Family Fire and the Ad Council. We are back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack here with you in the Country Financial Studio. Casey Rogers, transfer in from Nebraska, the defensive lineman. He met with the media recently. A chance to get to know one of a few transfers for this team. Here's Casey Rogers for the first time as a Duck. Okay, it's it's going really well. It's uh, it, it's nice to be back playing football after coming off of a, of a surgery back in December. Uh, I wasn't able to participate in spring back at Nebraska, so it was uh, it's nice to kind of get my feet back under me. Um, start striking pads again and, uh, you know, get back in the trenches. It's been really fun. What was the surgery for? Uh, I, I had an issue with my knee. Um, it was a quick thing. It, it was uh, something that I knew I had to get fixed. I was able to play through it last year. Uh, I, just, I scheduled to, you know, to get it cleaned up at the end of the year. Um, nothing too serious. Just go. Yeah, pretty much. Right uh, Left. <laughs> what, was, yeah. what was your reason for coming to Oregon? And did you have any uh, communication with Tuioti or Jordan? Um, I mean, I think I, obviously Coach T was a big reason why I came here. Uh, when I went into the portal and he reached out, he was obviously a familiar face. Uh, played for the, played for him for the past three years. He, he's a mentor to me. He's, he's like a father figure to me. So when uh, when he gave me that opportunity, it was kind of a no brainer. Uh, it, it's it's really nice because you know I'm speaking the same language as I did back back in my old school. So it's kind of a quick transition. The only thing I really need to do is you know learn the playbook here and uh, you know get get to know some of the guys. But it's been really smooth. It's been really nice. I probably could, I couldn't have asked for an easier transition. Um, but but overall, yeah, Coach Taylor is one of the main reasons why I came here. That's really the upside, Casey. But from a competition standpoint, clearly you welcome it because I'm sure you could have gone places where the depth chart was not as deep as this group, where like you could have probably walked in and been a borderline guaranteed starter somewhere. And here, this is a really deep interior defensive line. Just how did you think about by way of coming into a place where it's really deep and really competitive? Yeah, no doubt. So the way, the way I kind of looked at that is I don't have much time left in, in my in my eligibility. So I think. Uh, 
And like I said, like you said, I probably could have gone somewhere and played right away, but I think that it was really important that I went somewhere where I didn't have to learn a whole new scheme or a whole new uh, techniques and stuff like that. You know, Coach Teodi, I can come in, I can speak the same language as him. There's a little transition period in between getting when you get a new defensive line coach or any new coach in it in, in that say. But um, you know, it was really easy. I didn't have to learn. I didn't have to learn anything new. It was um, you know, and I'm actually able to come in here and help some of the some of the guys here who are, are getting used to Coach Teodi. I kind of know the ins and out. Oops, sorry. I kind of know the ins and out of uh, um, Tim a little bit. And uh, when they have questions, I'm able to help out. I'm, you know, I've, I've played college football for five years, so I, I kind of have some experience under my belt that I, I can help them with. Do you see yourself as a two-eye, three, four-eye, five? What's kind of your yeah, primary I mean, spot? I've kind of played all over the line. Uh, you know, playing in the Big Ten, I, I've played from a, a nose guard to a five technique to a nine um, to a three. I mean, it, that's kind of why I think that, you know, something I have in my pocket is I'm able to play anywhere on the line and, and be successful. Um, and I, and I think that being able to you know play, obviously in the Big Ten you see a lot bigger offensive linemen, um, and and I've, I was able to do that there. So I, I think that that will be very helpful you know, with with Coach T and me being able to so do that. So you're looking at their defense in the off season and looking at film from I'm sure George's unit mainly. I don't think you'd be looking at Jordan Davis, um, but I mean, who, who were the guys? Was it Walker? Was it Carter? Who, who are the guys who you kind of for the role that you're kind of. Carved out. See, that was the thing. I kind of had to watch everyone because I knew that that I was going to be able to play at any any spot on that line. Um, you know, that kind of made it that made it that much harder. I, I couldn't just learn one position. Sure. Not that I was going into, but um, I was you know able to really dig deep into the playbook. You know, figure out every position on that line, and uh, you know that's kind of because I I didn't know what to expect, but I wanted to be ready for anything. If, if Coach T or Coach Tosh told me to told me to get out there and play safety, you know, I'll go out there and play safety. But um, but yeah, really the main focus was just making sure um, I knew what I was doing when I got here. Like playing in Tosh Lupoi led defense. You know, it, it's it's really cool because I've I've had the experience of playing under two really good defensive coordinators now, um, and, and you could tell you could tell that uh, you know Coach Tosh he's he's really intense and, you know he, he brings that NFL mindset down down to the college level and it's uh it's pretty cool because you know especially with with I don't have much time left before I'm, I try to get to the NFL and you know having that experience of playing under a, a NFL style NFL level defensive coordinator I think that will be really nice for when I make that next step when it comes to camp how have you been able to kind of balance competing with the other guys but also building a chemistry being a new guy here yeah absolutely like I said I think it's a little different from when uh, Jordan and I kind of got here uh, we're a little older. We're a little bit more mature. We, we've been in college football before. We, we kind of understand the whole, you know, schedules behind stuff like that. And you know, those guys have been nothing but amazing. Um, like I said, the the, uh, the connections I've already gained with these guys is, is I haven't been happier in college since I've been here. You know, I mean, I just I absolutely love it here. And it's partly it's 100% because of the room we have. Um, they've taken Jordan and I under their wings. And, and you know, the cool part is, is you know, they're like you talk about doorless, doorless great pass rusher you know he's able to help me and there's sometimes I might be able to help him uh, with the experience I've, I, I've had in the run game in the Big Ten so not that he needs to work on his run game but I mean I just I'm able to help him and he's able to help me and I think that goes around the whole room with at least the older guys right now when did you first get here uh, I was here in I think July sometime in July so the reason why I ask is because the day after Spence uh, you had a presence about you Around your new teammates for a guy who had only been here for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, where where does that kind of come from? Because it was clearly genuine. It wasn't like you you were not trying to do something more than. But what was that 
because, like I say, you just had a certain presence and poise about you, and, and you know, outside odds on that night. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the that whole situation was obviously really difficult for everyone on the team. You know, being a new guy, it was obviously uh, a little, a little weird situation. I, I knew Spence, uh, and obviously, I shared a locker room with him for for the two weeks that I was here. Um, you know, I had my own relationship with him, but. But obviously, some of these guys have been with him their whole career, and you know, I kind of had to put myself in their shoes. If I was at Nebraska and lost one of my teammates, how would I feel? How would I want to, you know, how would I want someone to, you know, be there for me? Uh, and that's kind of what I had to do. You know, obviously, I didn't share the same relationship as them, but I, I made sure they knew I was there. Um, you know, situations like that is is just kind of where my personality comes out. I, I like to be there for people. That's kind of just how I am in uh, in situations like that. But uh, but yeah, that was. Uh, you know, as, as sad as it was, it brought the team together a lot, as, as things like that usually does happen. Uh, but, you know, I just had to tell them I'm here for you. You know, I know I'm new, but if, if you need anything, let me know, and I'll get that done for you. Coach Lanning said that this team is very, he feels like, player-led. How can you speak to that? You know, what what's being said in the locker room when the coaches aren't there? Like, how how, how is it player-led? Yeah, I mean, I think... On any any team that's player led is usually very successful. When when the coaches don't have to worry about little things and when the players are, are really dealing with that by themselves, I think that takes a, a lot of weight off their shoulders. And they can do what, they can do what they want to do. If they they want to coach and they want to watch film, they want to get everyone ready. They don't want to have to be dealing with the little things. Um, not that we have that going on, but it but it, it just says something when when a, an older guy or or a group of guys you know gets on someone else. You know, something that a coach usually does, but now it's coming from a player. As from experience, you know, as a young guy, when, when an older guy gets on you, it means a little different than when, when a coach does. Uh, coaches are supposed to coach, you know, players sometimes. If you get yelled at by a player, you know, it hits home a little bit. Um, that was good stuff from Casey Rogers. I, I really appreciated what he said about uh, the entire situation with Spencer Webb because we're all going to be thinking about that throughout the entire season. Love that from Casey Rogers. Really awesome young man transferring in from Nebraska, and you can just see, easy guy to root for, right? Hoping that he finds some success for the Ducks this year. When we come back, uh, wrapping it up, then we're headed down to the first full pad practice of the season on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, on Point proudly supports University of Oregon Athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. At Shadow Hills Country Club, our all-inclusive event pricing allows us to take care of all of the details while you enjoy your event. Our wedding garden, expansive grounds, ballroom, and meeting rooms can accommodate any size event and come complete with full catering and service staff. From weddings to business and social events, Shadow Hills offers the benefits of a resort atmosphere and the peace of a country setting just minutes from downtown Eugene. For more details, call us today or go to shadowhillsevents.com. More Duck Insider coming up on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires. Dude, I've got this. I've been camping since I was five years old. But I am a camping influencer. You know what? I'll bet you five bucks. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire? To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again. Then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. 
It's time for today's STEM tip. Okay, you know recycling is important. No one wants plastic in the ocean. Here's a cool way to repurpose a plastic bottle. Build an awesome terrarium. Cut a large plastic bottle in half and fill the base with sand, pebbles, potting soil, and your favorite plant. I chose an African violet. Put the top of the bottle over your base and place it in the sun. Your plant will grow sealed in its own ecosystem. Fun, right? Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. Back on Duncan Sider, President of On Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack with you in the Country Financial Studio. If you're just joining us, Oregon Soccer's exhibition scheduled for Friday has been canceled. They were originally set to play Corbin, canceled due to COVID-19 protocols. The contest will not be rescheduled. So the Ducks will now open the 2022 regular season on August 18th against New Mexico State. 5 p.m. Pat Bayfield, that will be the beginning of the Oregon season for the 22 to 23 academic year, five o'clock on Thursday, the 18th. I'm really looking forward to it, man. Uh, I disappointed that they're not able to play Friday, but looking forward to next Thursday. So we got to wait another week before everything gets going again. Full pad practice though. And then over the course of the next few days, the ducks will be working out a lot for Oregon football coming off the off day yesterday. Looking forward to that first full pad practice this afternoon. We'll have some updates after that practice via the Quack Minute, the GoDucks.com practice board, and, of course, right here on Duck Insider tomorrow. Maybe I'll be here. I don't know. See you then. This is your captain. We are going to be experiencing some slight turbulence. Please fasten your... Oh, hold on. Just got a video of my cat. Imagine the pilot of an airplane was as confident as you are texting and driving. Seems kind of crazy when you put it like that. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Here's a fun fact for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it, unless you're a chameleon. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hey guys, it's me, Isabella Gomez, filling in for Smokey Bear, because he's got more to say than just... Only you can prevent wildfires. Like, if you're outside enjoying a barbecue, don't let a hamburger distract you from fire safety. Make sure you aren't dumping your hot coals or ashes onto the ground, because that could start a wildfire. So take wildfire prevention seriously, and let's save the world one day at a time. Juntos con Smokey Bear, podemos hacerlo. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo. GOAT, G O A T, acronym, stands for Greatest of All Time, as in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit adoptuskids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council.
You've been listening to Doc Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Oregon Sports Network.